0: hey guys welcome to the man's journey today podcast i'm colin saft your host and i'm here today with jesse ortiz jesse is a life and business coach who wants to inspire others to get the most out of life through his own journey of lifestyle design he loves teaching others through his own experience of career relationship and personal growth a firm believer that life experience is the best form of personal development Jesse continues to challenge himself in order to reach new heights and levels of perspective, coupled with the end goal of becoming the best version of himself. Jesse is also the host of Lifestyle Conversations, a top-rated podcast where he interviews today's most successful entrepreneurs, health coaches and life hackers. Jesse, welcome to the show.
1: Awesome, Colleen, awesome. I'm excited. I appreciate you having me on.
0: (laughs) It's great to have you. I'm super excited to talk about overcoming a life crisis and finding life purpose through lifestyle design. But before we dive into that, please take a minute and fill in the gaps from that intro and tell us how did you get started on your journey?
1: For sure, Colleen. It's funny, you know, because lately I've discovered that we're Pretty much always going through a crisis. You know, it's funny because uh, we think it only happens at midlife. But I've been networking a lot more. I've been meeting a, a bunch of people as I go along this journey of becoming the best version of myself. And now I'm interacting with Gen Xers like myself, millennials, baby boomers. And it seems like there's always a crisis, even for the millennials. They're going through the quarter-life crisis. And then you got the other guys going through the midlife crisis. And then, and then there's uh, the late-life crisis crisis and there's always a crisis if you let it be so you know I decided I was like man wherever you're at in life you can either get the rest of your life or the best of your life so that's kind of what got me started on this journey but yeah a little bit about me I come from a 10-year background of oil and gas so I was a corporate zombie for about 10 years but I was always that free-spirited person I always loved personal development entrepreneurship and even though I was in corporate, I always seeked out ways where I can create more income, create more opportunity in my life. So I did a little bit of real estate investing as I continued my corporate career. But then I stumbled upon podcasting and just the the whole influence world. You know, people are influencing through podcasts nowadays, YouTube, and still traditional blogging. You know, if I was a good writer, I would probably do a little more more blogging, but uh yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, 10 years, I was always like, man, there's got to be something else, something more excited, which is, you know, how I stumbled on this thing, lifestyle design. And it originates from Tim Ferriss four-hour work week. And the message is really powerful because it, it made me realize that you really don't need a lot of money. You do have to set up stability around your life, but you don't need a lot of money to do the things that bring you passion in life. You know, like family time. I'm a father of four exercise doesn't you know cost you a lot of money you can go for a great jog or a great walk and then just doing cool stuff like what we're doing you know if you want to host a podcast or a youtube channel most of your resources just to get started are, are pretty much free or very low cost but yeah so in a nutshell i just kind of went from 10 years of being a corporate zombie into now what i call a lifestyle entrepreneur where i want to become the best version of myself along the way and also create the best life experience possible for myself and for others with my own journey.
0: It actually doesn't take that many resources to get on this path and start designing the life of your dreams. And yet so few people actually have the courage to get started on this journey. So when was that special moment when you said, all right, enough is enough, I'm going to do this?
1: I think everything kind of like happened very quickly for me, Colleen, because even though, as I mentioned, as I was on doing my routine, the nine to five, I was married at the time. Now I'm a single father of four. Uh, as I approached, you know, my 10 year anniversary, which is maybe two or three years ago with the company, the industry has started to tank. As you know, the oil and gas industry is a roller coaster, ride. Yeah. So I see people start to get laid off and I'm like, you know, I start feeling the insecurity. But then I also had the urge, especially when I heard they were giving severance packages, I'm like, hmm, this might kind of be an opportunity. (laughs) So it's almost like uh, I kind of wanted to raise my hand to, to be picked out of the crowd. But anyways, I just leveraged, you know, that I was still had the opportunity to be there, kept working and started. My passion was starting my own podcast. And then eventually just the, uh, the time came where I got laid off. Before I was laid off, I was having relationship problems as well. I was going through a divorce. I wasn't really immersing myself into achieving the dreams that I really wanted or creating the lifestyle that I wanted. At the same time was when I got laid off and I quickly realized how everything can be taken away in an instant. You can lose your job. You can have a failed relationship, lose your house. And, you know, there's a lot of emotional turmoil that goes behind, especially going through a divorce and also going through career transition. There's a lot of people that got laid off, you know, sadly around the time I did, and a lot of them fell into depression. So that's the point where I decided this is either going to be the rest of my life or the best of my life. And with that, I really put myself out there on improving my personal development overall with doing more communication. I joined Toastmasters, which is kind of like, a speech class that you attend every two weeks or something. And then all that kind of came together with my journey of podcasting. I started challenging myself more physically and my physical fitness and just immersing myself in all these ideas, dreams and goals that a lot of times we have, but are pretty much stuck in our head.
0: I was wondering, how did you cope with the anxiety or all those toxic emotions that you had during that uh, divorce and losing your job?
1: Yes, definitely, Colleen. So, I knew there was already problems that we were having. We tried talking things through and I seeked out counseling, but I felt mostly like I was pulling all the weight and I didn't see that coming from my partner. But, you know, there was probably things that I didn't know that I probably did throughout the relationship. So, I was always pretty grounded on what we were going through, so I didn't want to put any blame either. She committed the same years of her life as I did to the marriage, so I just kind of kept that perspective. And fortunately, Colleen, the age that we're living in and hopefully what we're doing here can bring value to somebody, but... I just seeked out different things, you know, <laughs> thank goodness to the Google, you know, I looked up stuff like how to overcome divorce, how to overcome a crisis, how to improve, you know, as a man, different things like that. So I started listening, started reading. And that's a lot of what helped me cope with, as I mentioned, the emotional turmoil, because I know it can break a lot of people, both men and women, especially men, because we keep a lot of the emotions caged inside. And when you lose a love of your life that you've invested to so many years, Our ego really takes a hit. That same season while I was going through a divorce, we had some close circle friends that also went through a divorce like six months after we did. And unfortunately, the father ended up committing suicide due to the change or the transition. And I just cannot picture what pushed him. I know it sucks going through it and you feel like crap and like, you know, you're heartbroken or whatever. But still, I mean, the guy had I have four kids. He had three and I would never see myself do that. And he sadly left three kids behind. But that's where we really need to constantly grow ourselves, whether we are in a relationship or not. And that could have been some of what contributed to our divorce is that we really weren't growing together as cliche as it sounds you know if you're not growing together you're pretty much growing apart a lot of that and then just physical activity Kalina you know I've always been big into fitness so I do like working out lifting weights running you know if you're not at that level it doesn't have to be anything rigorous you know just a simple walk and like I said with all the wonders we have of technology there's goods and bad to it but the goods are is that now you can learn and grow at any time while you're on a drive while you're on a walk And just continue to learn more.
0: Absolutely. I'm really sorry to hear that story about your friend. And yeah, unfortunately, men feel unable to open up about these issues usually. It's really difficult for them. And that's what I encounter in my work as well. And uh, it's very important for men to reach out in these difficult periods. They have all those resources that you mentioned and you are so right. But what I want to add to that is that they don't have to do that journey alone. So I encourage men to reach out to a group of friends, to, I don't know, maybe to a support group even, or a coach, a mentor, a therapist,
1: Yes, definitely, definitely, Colleen. And as I mentioned, you know, that was kind of the seed of my personal growth. From the content that we find, the information that we see online, that's when I seeked out additional support and just communities of like-minded men and communities of like-minded entrepreneurs, whether it's men and women. You know, I believe we have Meetup pretty much in worldwide so there should be you know resource here and there for people to use yeah and definitely uh, take it a step further i mean that's how me and you connected Kalina. i know we're part of a personal development group that has added a ton of value to our lives and just the confidence and the excitement that i feel now in my life is amazing and it's not very tangible in the beginning or maybe not tangible at all but the intangible transformation that just happens once you build that momentum is amazing
0: yeah it's unbelievable And it's really hard to explain to someone who didn't have this experience before. He's only looking from the outside, but yeah, it's worth it.
1: That's the tough part, and that's where it becomes difficult for everybody. You pretty much have to go through it, you know? And maybe if you're in the middle of it, in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of a job loss, you know, from the outside looking in, the person going through it can easily say, yeah, easy for you to say, but I mean, it's just part of the process. You're going through it. It's teaching you a lesson. It feels like it's breaking you, but it's actually making you better. It's growing you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Jesse, what does lifestyle design actually mean?
1: Man, I've been, as I mentioned, I first discovered this whole theme of lifestyle design behind the Tim Ferriss book. So I won't take full credit for it. But lifestyle design, that's basically designing, as I mentioned earlier, your ultimate lifestyle. Because a lot of times, you know, we think that money or materials or just this end destination is going to bring us this joy of completion but what i've realized so far on my own lifestyle design journey that the best part of life is the experience you know the things that you're going through and as we mentioned sometimes the, the hard moments but a lot of the good moments you know There's going to be a lot of good moments that you're going to have. And especially if you're driven and you have that optimistic perspective, even when it doesn't feel so good, you don't want to show up to the gym. You don't want to show up to work on your business. But if you just kind of amp up your state, it really starts becoming a default because, you know, what's the other option? You know, you can go about your day just all down and gloomy or you can design a lifestyle that's constantly driving you and keeping you amped up and excited
0: yeah and what would the first step be in designing the life of your dreams
1: Yeah, so lifestyle design or being a lifestyle entrepreneur, Colleen, can apply even if you're not a business owner, you know, you still need to live like a lifestyle entrepreneur regardless of what you're doing for a living because it's all about building a business or a career around your lifestyle rather than building a lifestyle around your business. You know, you need to figure out what your ideal lifestyle is, how you want to feel, how you want it to look, and break it down by daily experience, you know, because as we spoke earlier when we started the interview, a lot of the things that bring you joy don't require a lot of money. Say you want to start your day off with a perfect organic cup of coffee, then write that down, you know, put that on your planner. Then you want to do five minutes of meditation, and then maybe a 30-minute walk with audiobook. Then you dive into your career or your business, whatever it is you're doing. You finish up with that and then you have workout routine, your family time. Then maybe a couple of hours on working on your side hustle or whatever it is. But just pretty much, it's kind of like doing a vision board. But do that also for like your perfect lifestyle and do it by day also because we really have to appreciate every day. So that's where the daily experience is really key to live in that, that ultimate lifestyle so
0: yeah it's about creating a vision and then taking the tiniest steps towards that vision
1: yes yes correct because i think as we develop ourselves just generally in personal development is that we get caught up on in the future and getting to that end destination But as a lifestyle entrepreneur, or if you're more conscious of building that ultimate lifestyle, you learn to cherish and appreciate every single moment of your life because that's really all you have, you know, is the present moment. Because if you really think about it, this is kind of like the key lesson I got out of another great book, which was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To me, what it meant is that basically what happened in the past, good or bad, occurred in the now. Whatever you plan to create, for the future will also happen in the now what are you doing with every awakened moment of your life you know you want that six-pack are you waking up planning your meals meal prepping doing the workouts all that stuff uh, do you want to build a six seven figure business are you showing up every day like kalina's interviewing people all around the world recording writing content whenever he doesn't feel like it even though he has family What are you doing every waking moment of your life? Because that lifestyle design is gonna contribute for what you want in the future. However, if you learn to enjoy that daily process, then you're living the ultimate lifestyle.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like that. I was thinking about a coaching question that I use with my clients. And it sounds something like this. What's currently missing from your life? And how do you keep it out? And when they start to answer, I encourage them to dream bigger than they've ever dreamed before. And then I help them create that strategy that you talked about, that strategy that will make them understand, first of all, that they have the resources they need, usually. Maybe they need to develop a skill set. Maybe they need to work on their mindset. But they usually have what they need to get started on the journey. And they always know what step to take next. And I encourage them, as I said earlier, to take the tiniest steps towards that goal. And this has brought extraordinary results for them. Jesse, how can we find our purpose in today's world? We live in a crazy world and purpose is something difficult to identify.
1: Yes, yes, it definitely is, Colleen. I know it gets thrown around a lot. And that's kind of like what we all seek. What is that purpose? What is that passion? You know, you hear it when you're trying to figure out what career to take or you hear it when you know you want to do a business, but you don't know what to do. And that's kind of where this whole uh, lifestyle design journey comes into play because... If you are confused or you are kind of like lost on your path to passion and purpose, when you immerse yourself into different things, you can't just sit idle. But somebody has at least an idea of what they like, you know, say that you do have a dream to be a musician. Well, then just do that. Do that music like after work or after your career is done just expose yourself to those things if you want to be an influencer like we are then you know just do that on the weekend or after work whenever you have time if you like physical activity well then try different things here in the states there's a lot of people that are into crossfit or if you like getting a little bit more physical then you know people like jiu jitsu mma or boxing and then also as we mentioned, a lot of the things that bring us joy don't really cost a lot of money. There is some experiences that do, but I just discovered there's like a local helicopter ride here in Houston that you can go on for like 30 or $50 for an hour. And it flies out of a very uh, expensive private jet airport. It's actually called Millionaire. So you get that feeling of being a millionaire at a private jet flying out of your helicopter, but you're only paying 30 or 50 bucks for an hour ride. So when you do, Different things, immerse yourself in different experiences in life, that kind of helps you find that passion, discover either gifts or talents that you never knew, or you learn something new that kind of strikes your interest and really resonates at the moment, you know, depending on the stage of life or the season that you're going through. That's kind of how I got started with this, because as I mentioned, when I was in corporate, I was looking at different entrepreneurial things. I did real estate, this and that. Those things are fine and all to build a good portfolio for wealth, but I wanted something where I could challenge myself personally and grow more as a speaker, as a mentor. So then, I started doing as i mentioned as well toastmasters i did an improv class i signed up for a podcast course i started doing my own podcast and uh, started doing video and all those things i was like man this is really what i want to do and what my passion is now so that's kind of how i discovered my own passions and purpose so don't be afraid to immerse yourself in the process because that's what's going to help you if you're sitting around trying to write down ideas and discover it that way you're not you have to You have to immerse yourself in life and the experience.
0: Yeah, it's really difficult to find a purpose while sitting on the couch. It really requires going out and living life. Jesse, why is this so scary? Why do so many people get caught up in their old unconscious ways of doing things and they keep postponing this first step, the simple step actually of simply going out and start living? What's your experience with this?
1: The mind seeks comfort. The mind will be lazy if you let it. And that's what Netflix binging that we call, you know, comes in when you get stuck watching other people's life, other people's movie, you know, it's entertaining. But when you want to create your own movie, your own life experience, it takes effort, it takes energy. And I've also heard, cause I'm, I'm growing myself, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a man myself. And I know your message goes out to a lot of men and there is a lot of men's work out there on overcoming porn addiction or you know, different things like that. And it goes back to why is that it, you know, it's, it's comfortable, it's easy to, you know, uh, get online and, and just look up pornography and just please yourself the easy way and be done with it. Versus, as you mentioned, having to go out and interact with women and put yourself out there. And even if if you're in a relationship, too, you know, it takes effort to spice up the night and, you know, surprise your significant other and just make the the intimate experience more exciting. All those things uh, take effort and energy. So that's where the mind can be lazy and uh, work against you. It's like they say we are our own worst enemy.
0: That's true. What are some life hacks that really did the trick for you?
1: For me, it's definitely physical activity because say you are having trouble getting off that, that couch and, you know, you're just writing stuff down or you're just stuck in your head trying to, to make it all happen with the law of attraction, you know, with uh, our visualization. I mean, it's cool to visualize, but till you start moving and there's something about movement that really triggers that chain reaction, you know, you start sweating, you start releasing dopamine, ad- the adrenaline's rushing, uh, and, and it really... It really gets you out of that zombie-like feeling, you know, because you do fall into routine and it's hard to work against it. So definitely exercise, a good uh, life hack. Uh, Personal development. If if you're new to personal development, then I say, yes, go ahead and binge on information. (laughs) But there is such a thing as information overload. And if you are a person who just keeps consuming, then balance that out. Balance it out with actions. If you're consuming information on building a business, then make sure you're taking just as much action, whether it's approaching more clients for sales, creating more content. Just make sure you're taking action behind that. And and just as we mentioned, you know, in relationship, if you're working on a relationship with a significant other, then make sure you're growing together and involving your significant other. I think that's some of the mistakes that, that we make in relationships is we do everything on our own. And if you are You know, a single guy out there, well, then, yeah, just don't read about how to talk to women, but, you know, actually go out there and say hi to, you know, to a woman. But yeah, definitely action. So exercise and personal development or information.
0: Absolutely. I agree. And my personal mantra is one step on the knowledge path has to be doubled by at least two steps that imply taking action because I used to be that guy who was stuck in his head and reading stuff and going to all those courses and soaking in all that information and (laughs) yet nothing seemed to happen in my life and I couldn't understand why.
1: (laughs) I consume information every day but I started setting a a specific time because yeah you fall into binging and then you're not taking any action and you're just causing confusion for yourself. (laughs)
0: Definitely. (laughs) Okay, Jesse, as we are reaching the second part of the show, I want to ask you a few personal questions that will give the audience invaluable pieces of wisdom that will help them on their journey. So, are you ready for the fire round?
1: I'm ready, Colleen. Let's do it.
0: All right, here's the first question. If you were to recommend one book that every man must read, what would it be and why?
1: One that has really been sticking, I read it at the beginning of this year, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And especially for us men, yeah, the, the mind can play a lot of tricks on us, it can work for us, but it can also work against us in a very negative way, as I mentioned, uh, the sad story about, you know, the tragedy with the divorce, because uh, there, there's, there's a saying of her heard that the, the idle mind is the devil's playground, so... That's definitely a lot of what this book talks about. And it breaks down every single thing that we seek out as men. You know, we seek out perfect relationship, the perfect business, the perfect body. It's just, yeah, it breaks down everything. It's a really cool book. And the narrator does a great job on on both characters, which is Napoleon Hill, you know, a scenario of him interviewing the devil. So, yeah, really, it's kind of like watching a little horror movie. (laughs) But uh, it's a really cool book.
0: Yeah, it's a great book. I love it. (laughs) Okay, before we dive into the next question, I want to briefly touch upon the nice guy syndrome, a concept introduced by Dr. Robert Glover in his best-selling book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. This syndrome represents a belief that if nice guys are good, they will be accepted, loved, and have their needs met. Typical behaviors include giving to get, avoiding conflicts, hiding mistakes, seeking approval, and pleasing people, especially women. And when these behaviors backfire, and this tends to happen more often than not, these men become extremely frustrated. And the question is, where do we draw the line between being a macho jerk and the so-called nice guy?
1: I definitely have been a victim of the nice guy syndrome, but as I mentioned throughout the interview, I started doing things that would bring me out of my comfort zone. You know, as I worked with my communication, I became more expressive after going through my divorce and I saw the things that I could have been more vulnerable about that could have helped and contributed to my relationship. Also setting boundaries for others and for yourself, boundaries that will respect your time, boundaries that will respect your beliefs. All those things really uh, step out of that nice guy syndrome, the way you're treated by whether it's women or even other men as well, you know, in your friends or circle of influence. And then as far as being macho jerk, it's like, you know, you're still always kind of be better than than the next guy. So there is a lot of comparison. But I've discovered that the ultimate guy you got to compete against is is yourself. But as far as like draw the line and where to bring balance then, uh, you know, between the macho jerk and the nice guy, it's just be a good guy, you know. Be a good guy and, and being a good guy can give value. You can treat people with love, you know, be be a lover, but also you need to you need to be a warrior. And part of like that warrior mentality, as I mentioned, you know, I started doing more aggressive things, not just the communication or personal development, but uh, we're guys. I know there's a lot of guys that, that are against guns, but just like doing what we call here in the States, doing more man shit. <laughs> uh, go into the shooting range if you never shot one before they have tutorials there or get with a buddy who is a uh, an outdoorsman you know and he can guide you through it fishing uh taking martial arts boxing or whatever it is you know getting thrown around getting you know wearing your gear or whatever it sucks but getting getting punched in the face stuff like that different things like that will kind of help you keep that warrior in you because you also need a warrior inside of you to be able to show up stronger for your family and your loved ones, you know, both physically and mentally.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's really awesome. (laughs) All right, Jesse, may I ask you to share a piece of advice that your father never got to tell you or he didn't know about being a man in today's world. I'm talking about information or advice that would have changed everything in your adult life. One that you would be sure to share with the future generation.
1: Yeah, I think I didn't really have like a rough childhood. I think both my mom and dad did what they could. I think my dad worked a lot of his life and wasn't really around. So I was mostly raised by my mom and which we hear, which is where we miss out on, you know, having a father figure around more often. So I think that's where my nice guy came from because, you know, we tend to get the nice guy from mom. So I wish my dad would have had the opportunity to spend a little more time with me, or at least make me aware, is like, hey, life's not going to happen for you; it's going to happen to you. So if he would have told me, hey, whatever, whatever you can do to start, you know, start working for what you want at an early age, don't expect to get it. That would have been really cool. Also, you know, I I wish he would have uh, taught me a little bit more about uh, expressing myself to women as well. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, if I uh, if I saw, you know, a, a a woman that that I was interested in, and uh, you know, I could I could I could pursue her and and you know, be open and vulnerable that that you know, my attraction was there for her. Uh, that would have been cool. And then also to because mm, you know, I, I come from Mexican descent, so so tradition is to to get married at a, at a very early age and, you know, just pretty much have your kids and then that's the rest, of, the rest of your life. And nothing wrong with that. I'm very grateful for the marriage and the experience that I had and, you know, my, my wonderful, healthy kids. However, it does add, uh, you know, relationships are hard, hard enough as it is. And if it happens at a very young age, which it did for me, it definitely adds that, that life pressure to it. So I wish he, he would have, you know, shared... A couple more things around those lines
0: i really resonate with your experience i was also raised by a single mom my dad wasn't around that much so yeah definitely thanks for sharing all this jesse before we say goodbye share with us the projects that currently excite you and where can people find you
1: awesome colleen yes i appreciate that so everybody can find me at lifestyleconversations.com I will definitely plug any projects, any services that I have coming up at the website. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Jesse Ortiz, or you can find me through Lifestyle Conversations as well. Uh, As far as products, I know we were talking on our pre-chat, Colleen. I'm working on my first personal development product, and I wanted to be along the lines of the topic that we focused on most of the interview, which is lifestyle design. Because we spoke a lot about information as well. Yeah. So everything in coaching comes down to information, but I want to take this information and offer a true transformation, which is what I have experienced on my own journey as well. So I've been on this journey of influence for about a year and a half, and I've just been pumping out content, giving out value, both trying to build my brand and myself up as well, because as I mentioned, uh, I want Someone who invests in my program or my coaching to be able to really experience that that transformation uh, because there is people and products out there that really offer you that transformation. and I know me and me and Colleen have been a part of that. so whatever goals it is you want to achieve out there, it, it is possible. it is possible. So definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. <laughs>
0: absolutely so again guys that's lifestyleconversations.com be sure to reach out to jesse i definitely recommend that and jesse thanks again for joining us and i hope to see you again on the man's journey today podcast soon awesome
1: yes i'll be excited to be on again
0: guys till next time take care